0: listening to the Yeshiva of Newark podcast. I'm your host and curator Rabbi Avram Kivalevich and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Moetzei Shabbos Kodesh, this must be the ninth season of Rizcho D'Aisa. Wow, nine seasons. As the Beatles said in one of their great albums, number nine, number nine, and I, I guess the point is, yeah, when you get this far into it, you wonder, like, is it time to, for the Beatles to break up? Is it time for Risca de Raisa to come apart? I've asked everybody out there to write to us, tell us that you really want us to continue. And, of course, we cannot, really, without your support, without you showing us, first of all, telling us that this means something to you. And secondly, of course, answering with your generous donations There's going to be a, a page that's going to be by the time this program drops, I hope that that page will be there. We'll put it in the notes for the program. But in case you don't look over there and you just listen, you, all you need to do is zell money to 847-239-0159. And that goes into a, 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 a tax free account for the yeshiva of Newark podcast. Uh, you will get a letter. Uh, confirming your tax free donation, and this way, of course, Rishu De Raisa uh, will continue, and hopefully every single week. Because we've we've been away for a number of weeks. There's been a lot of stuff that's going on, Rabbi coverage A lot of things have been happening, but we're sort of perplexed by a couple of things here. Uh, the theme for tonight, we're going to take things from 1964, 2024, and maybe even before 2000 and and 84. Let's start with 1964. You right before we started uh recording tonight, uh, you mentioned to me that you uh, was brought to your attention a chuva that Ramesha wrote to a David Waxman where David Waxman had seen tzadikim, who uh in the middle of their davening that they were actually saying words in Yiddish words that were not part of the nusach of the Achkenes Sagdeva. Words of Hesiodaris, in a way, either translating some of the phrases, uh, going off in some other areas. And Rav Moshe writes in Cheyla Gimel, that these type of interpolations ruin your davening.
1: I have to differ with you there. But he's saying, he's saying a specific translation, because he said if you're a B'dibor that's better. You actually don't have to repeat for an may what you're saying you after
0: right? Well, he says if you start talking and saying in the, either in English, Yiddish, whatever language you want, the ideas that are in the davening, then you're sort of creating your own tfila, He says this is not tfila's chazal. Then you are you are sort of, in a way, creating your own bema, and it's as you said, you're right. It's worse than halakhically than just having a shmooz with the guy next to you. Which is a hepsic. He even goes, I think, so far to say that it's almost like, it's almost like Tfilosai Very strange, this Chuva, for many reasons. First of all, we know a person has a right to be Moisif, his own Bakoshas in Davening, right? But there's a place where Chazal say those Bakoshas should be said. Ramesha, if you decide that you cannot speak Loshan Kedish and you, you have a hard time saying this, uh, the words in the original and you want to be Mespalel out of the you know Jonathan Sachs's uh, translation or the the holy art scroll translation, Ramosha probably wouldn't have a problem with that. That's the best you can do. Right, you're doing that.
1: it sounds to me like it's a kind of psula menumer. You know, it's like uh uh That's what seems very is saying. I, I don't, uh, it's a very big I I Sir and as we saw that we didn't see anybody else who disagreed with Ramosha, but you saying that yeah my best you have a choice you can say it in English if you understand English. you can say it in Hebrew if you don't understand Hebrew, but you can't say it in Hebrew and then
0: translate it into english or I think, I think he says even something more than the translation I mean he says um, that uh, like even, even if you're explaining what you just said. Like I'm wondering, like if you if you explain, for example, one of the things I I feel is a beautiful part of the Nusach Ashkenaz is that when we say Auti Sikva right? So Magir, right? Let's destroy them, and then you say V'Sachnia. So to me, it's like you've already said that you want to destroy them, and now you say Sachnia. Who's what sort of submission is there when they don't exist? Elu This is the Raya that. Ultimately, what you really want is hachna. So, if a person would say and then you would say, "and I know that's really what I really want," I really, we really want the the rishoyim to, to recognize and to submit themselves to the ultimate truth. See, if you add that as a beer hatfila, that would also be makalko according to Remysha. Would be because that's a biratfila. In other words, you're being mavar what you're saying. And you, you're being taken by the by the the seemingly inconsistency of the words, and you're explaining it to yourself as you're davening. What really is strange to me is that you know, even if you you go back to the Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas that really the best or is the tefilah that Rav Moshe feels is a kilko and a tayeva, which is a person giving out his heart, describing, talking, speaking to God, letting his his, his feelings, but Chazal. Felt that since people uh, weren't able to express themselves in Lashon HaKadosh properly, uh, hammered out this Nusach or developed this Nusach so everybody could daven in a certain way. Rav Meisha seems to feel that once we do this benefit for you, you can't say, chazal. you are now forced into it, and you can't revert in any way, shape, or form back to the spontaneity within the tefill itself, not just the addition. You 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 have this anchor around your neck, which is the nusach that has to be said uh, robotically, and then you have a heter to, to add your own personal things. Where, where, where I think, you know, the the, the, the the simple understanding of the Rambam, I believe, is that we're helping you. But if this helps you and then you decide that you want it it's to to revert to your own spontaneous words and thoughts, uh, even if it's before the siyum abrocha, what that does is I think it destroys tefillah. It destroys the beauty of tefillah. It destroys the individuality of tefillah. And Rav Misha calls that like like building a boma to yourself. Like it's kafisha who roitsa. That's not tefillah. I mean, clearly, you know, the fact that you're doing it together, everybody's tefillah is so individualistic. Nobody's tefillah is the same as anyone others. Well, you know, it's a little bit like she talks to the previous shulah to the same
1: person. He says even when I die, even if you have more kavod, die, it's Too bad. You
0: can't do that. There, there, there's already precedent from the Marami Rutenberg and others that talk about how, uh, you know, Kavana is really a, a, a fantasy. You're being madame yourself. But we still do this Tfilas, uh, we still have Tfilas Lachash. And, and and Tfilas Lachash is still very individualistic. Yeah, I'm doing it with everybody else at the same time. But still, Tfilas Lachash is individualistic. And and, and, and Moshe is robbing people of, of, of the ability to really let loose right so that
1: I had this so what what do we do so how
0: do you understand emotion yeah it's it's very hard for me to understand it in fact um does rammatiha mean that you have to discipline yourself to be able to say these words perfectly without any addition and yet have a, a, a various feelings that are of course going to change over the course of of a month of a lifetime <laughs> and it will definitely be different for each person but, you know you mentioned to me the uh that rev Brown in his Shreem Tzalman Aloha talks about saying Tata, Tata, Tata. And I mentioned to you that there it's just another way of saying God, God. Would Ramosha have a problem with, with saying Rabbeinu Shalom or saying Bashefer or saying Tata uh, continuously during during the words of, of the davening? I certainly think he would have a problem with it. The question when you say Chetzel Rush, Because here he says Chetzel Rush. Now, blog,
1: do you think, uh, the, I, I don't think so, but I'm going to ask you, your opinion based on the last paragraph in the sure. Does he, is this a public policy chuva? In other
0: words, because the conservatives in 1964 were, you know, running roughshod over the chilos, and therefore he he says he can't do it. What you're asking, the last paragraph, the last three lines of the chuva. Yeah. Okay, so let me read it to you, everybody. <laughs> So I guess what you're trying to suggest is, it's not that ramesh wants to renew the Go'in's uh, attack on Chasidim. It's that he is afraid. You're you're afraid that he's afraid. This Rav Waxman and many other American chevra are going to use the 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 model of the Chassidim to somehow unshackle themselves from many things that are in Shulchan Aruch.
1: A thing from the Pharisees' Yisroel. The Pharisees' Yisroel says that even though you can be in Charlotte's to be that you're in that. He says uh, he says that. First uh, says, I feel i the Ashkenaz. Yeah,
0: so you, so again, you're referring to, of course, the 19th century's attack by the Reform and the Hamburg Temple on the standard Nusach HaTviva, and what was mounted as a defense from Ricky Veger, the Sefer, the very famous Sefer Eludivere Abris, and others. How it's impossible, and those chuvas are indeed a combination polemic a po- polemic chuvas those are those are are like Rovkevegar's Hidusham there about toitafles and other things um were clearly uh influenced and were meant to be a shield of what uh the the you know the German uh, Haskalah movement wanted to foist upon us i I don't think Rav Moshe is is he still thinking of fighting that fight? I don't know. Nineteen 1960, sixty-four, the battle was still raging.
1: I think, you I know, I think the battle was basically over by the nineteen nineties, maybe. Right? Nineteen sixty-four. I, I don't know. Uh, you're a bit older than me. You, you were, were in, bar- in Memphis, well, As I the-
0: told you, as I told you, I was, I was reading the newspapers during that time, but uh, I was not yet. Uh- well, let
1: me ask you, Memphis: Were people going back and forth between the Baroners and the Conservative? I don't know if the Conservative synagogue was there.
0: In the Baroness, they were reading the uh, David Isula pools. <laughs> Sitter, and in the uh they were reading the um, the the old. It wasn't. They didn't get the Birnbaum's yet. They had the uh, the other sitter before Birnbaum.
1: Probably were people who had joint memberships in the Orthodox and Conservative synagogues.
0: That is true. Yeah. So I don't know. You might be right.
1: By the way, I'm agreeing with you. I don't
0: think that's a Ramaushis mechubin.
1: Somebody wanted to tell me that's what Ramaushis real Yeah.
0: Right. I, I I don't know. Look. You know, again, there's been a lot of scholarly research done in the last twenty years on Ramausha. I wonder if, you know, if this one, uh, this juven can be added to it.
1: Just to make, since this, we're going to talk about Lacham HaMaisa, we have to say that we, of course, on the Cabo, but Moshe says, whether we fully understand it or not, as being a Lacham Sukkah.
0: Okay, I, I, I will go on record for saying that I have, again, I in, I <laughs> periodically in my own tefillahs, I will be Mavsik and talk to the Rabbani Shayom in Yiddish, uh, sometimes in English, and even before that part of, you know, before the Siyam And so, therefore, I, you know, according to our I guess my tvilas have not been, uh, would be considered Tayevos and not being and That explains of all it. of it. Yes. That explains why I'm sitting here with you. <laughs> okay. Okay. But let's go to 2024 where. um, As everybody here listening knows, uh, there has been a a concentrated effort by the Israeli government uh, based on the pressure uh, that has been heaped upon it from many, many countries, and particularly by the International Court of Justice recently to continue to provide humanitarian aid uh, to Gaza. So uh, a number of hostage families and others have traveled to that spot and set up human roadblocks in order to stop these convoys. The signs that were being held up by these protesters was, how can you be doing this? No no humanitarian aid till the hostages are released immediately. They asked Reb Dov Lior whether it would be halakhically permissible to travel on Shabbos to try to stop these trucks coming from Eretz Yisrael with humanitarian aid. And Reb interestingly, poskened, surprisingly and strangely, that it is mutter to travel on Shabbos because this is part of Milchama, that aiding them is in a way undermining the war. And even though the Israeli government and its defense forces have agreed to do this, that somehow we as, in, as 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 private citizens are also fighting this war and we sometimes have to fight our own commanders and our own instructions of what we're doing and trying to stop the food and supplies from going there. So as, even though they aren't necessarily chayalim, they are just people who are angry, they are in a sense fighting a war and, and therefore when it comes to Muhammad, Choshabbos H- does not apply. I think that's basically what Dov Lior's p'sak. correct? Oh,
1: yes. He said Choshabbos, which is a shocking
0: thing, yeah. Now, now it's true. Rav, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky something said something similar when it came to the, his famous p'sak about Rafutner in terms of Pidyan Shuyim, as you know, when Rafutner was was uh, taken uh, in Amman, Jordan, and the, the Talmud and others wanted to raise money based on the Gemara that talked about how Rabbi Shua was played the, the young boy in Rome who we knew was going to be a great Talmud Chochem. And from there you see that uh, no matter what, you're allowed to be to much more than Kedai Dimeyan because a Talmud Chochem ain't like Tumur also. Similarly, they want to say about Rav Hutner, Rav Huttner was also Azat Talmud Chochem, that it's impossible to have anyone like him. Uh, and they wanted to be paid to him no matter what, with millions and millions of dollars sent to the State Department. So um, Rabbi Yaakov said that it's one thing, th- what, what, what Toysus is talking about, that Shita, Toysus is talking about the idea of, of being paid a yasser mikdei demeyen, uh, because here there would be a there because we won't be able to have anything like that ever. But they weren't bishas mochama, you're talking about pirates, you're talking about people who are out for money. But when you have people that are out for war, when people are, are, are fighting a war, and Rav Yaakov felt that the night that we are still in the war of uh, 1970. It was still the war of 1948 continued. If there's people out there who feel they want to destroy Medina Israel, and get rid of all the Jews, so that's a war. So you have no right giving them anything, right? It would be also to, to send them on to be paid a, a captive because they would be using it for their own goods and needs. So there is some uh you know takdim for this. I don't hear that at all. I don't hear that at all. What, what's the service of Yaakov Matter? In other words, if Yaakov holds giving them anything is 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 undermining war. Giving the enemy anything, even if it's to give them money to get to get your captive taken back, you can't do that, Bishas Muhammad.
1: But that's because he, he was not operating with a state with a, uh, a decision from the Israeli government that Because of, uh, you know, because of uh, uh, Dark and Shalom, we have to do this. Otherwise, our war effort is going to be impeded.
0: I agree. Uh, But the point is, is that Rabbi Yaakov held that we can't give them anything. And he held giving them anything is is, is, because Muhammad means you don't give the enemy anything. They're be Muhammad with us. Right. But unless
1: there's some expedient reason to do it, such as there is here, which is the government decided if we want to get aid from the United States, we need to in the humanitarian uh, uh, aid, whether we like it or not. You know, I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan, of Rabbi Lior, But Why is
0: this
1: not more Malchus?
0: More Malchus of of the of the Israeli government? Yeah, yeah. it's sort of similar to Rabbi Vam Shapiro's psalkim by the Itnat Kut, right, from 2005. That uh, that they, 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 when the government acts against halacha, uh,
1: not quite, because there we're talking about a case where um, you're saying, well. Uh, the, uh, the government of the state of Israel doesn't have the right to keep back part of the land of Israel because its whole, its whole, um, uh, uh authenticity is based on the assumption that it's the, it's the, um, the safekeeper, whatever the term is, the guardian of the state of Israel, of the land of Israel. But here, this is a shikoladas in order to make, it's in order to be more, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 uh violent against one, to allow us to be more violent and defeat our enemies to a greater extent not good was unilateral i i was probably not good I'm still probably not good, but the, it was a unilateral retreat, and then you could say okay that not, it's not, it's uh, that's against the uh, our eternal war and our rights
0: over here from
1: but here they trying to figure out the way that they can best possibly extend the war against Hamas.
0: Yeah, again, but it's clearly, in other words, the left hand is doing this in order for the right hand to come back with a punch. But you see, from yeah. what, you see from Rav Ram Shapiro's p'sak, that sometimes soldiers or or uh, citizens, individuals, they don't necessarily have to fight the war according to what the Israeli government says how they should fight it.
1: But that was not that's not the Haganah was not fighting a war; it was protesting against the government's actions. And what they felt was just uh, surrender.
0: The soldiers were being commanded to do something. Rabbi From Shapiro and Chevra said, you don't have to listen. You can, you can, like you say, you can be moired b'malchus, so to speak. So I do think it's a, I do think it's a taktim to, to that.
1: Bottom line, are we, are, are we both opposed to Rabbi those Sound It like you're moderately sympathetic
0: to this psaac. I I feel there's things that we could, we could, we could use Rabbi and Ravon Shapiro to say that those are antecedents to what Lior says. I think Lior is totally wrong for saying it here. Look, it, it, it bothers me no end that we that Israel is under this pressure, that Israel has to stand itself up in the in the court uh the Israeli court of Justice and they have to somehow make a, a case for themselves you know and we know uh whether it's Darfur or 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 uh, or Russia or, or or any great number of 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 rogue states, none of them have been called up for genocide in this way and uh, you know obviously it's it's disturbing it's disturbing uh You know when people you know only emphasize the innocence of uh, of the Gaza civilians and don't recognize the fact that they have bec- they are human shields in many ways being put there by Hamas themselves. So can I,
1: can I just, uh, use this as a pl- platform to further de- de- declare my uh, disgust and repudiation of Smoluch and Banavir Company?
0: I thought you were going to say that you wanted to use this platform to maybe pitch yourself to become one of the judges in the ICJ. Maybe you, maybe you should take Aaron Barak's place over there. I today. think Aaron Barak is doing a fine job. Did he? Did he stand up and, and mention? Yes, about- he
1: stand up. He stood up for t- uh, thirteen of the fifteen counts. He stood up, and I think that was a very, very credible thing. I don't think that some of the counts, as I said, those two bumbling, bumbling morons have put they fo- clearly put their feet in their mouth by saying stupid things. And those stupid things give the International Court of Justice fodder to say things like, oh, basically, let's ethnic cleanse Gaza. That gives fodder to the court. These are the people who are causing us the trouble.
0: Look, Smotrich and Ben-Gvir are obviously um, immature fellows, and you say bumbling morons and Look, you know, you know, maybe they should, you know, tune into risco de risco a little bit more. And, uh, they would find out. They, learn they would see, they would see that, you know, you, you can be moronic and bumbling and still somehow put sentences together and make sense and, uh, you know, inspire people. Yeah. You know, listen, all listen, politics today is, is basically shoring up your base. It's not about being able to articulate things in a way that. That that changes people's minds and it makes them think and reflect. It's really to just be an echo chamber. So you're you're hoping by 2084, somehow this is going to change because of AI. And by 2084, I don't know where me and Rabbi Yosef will be. Maybe we'll be from the tzaddikim that that deserved chiyas hamesim, you know, during bimoyis But all of all of these many many episodes, I think, we're way over 200. I believe. Uh, and especially the thousands of episodes that we have in other areas, whether it's Rabbi uh, Yosef in or Hashulchan or many, many things that he said over the years. And, you know, I, I, I would say all my stuff as well, if people want to find it all over the internet. The, these things for ourselves can be put in some sort of AI algorithm. And even though we might not be in this earthly plane – People will probably can still hear a version of Rischa Daraisa based on what we would have said. The hologram, uh, technology by the time 2084 comes around. Uh, will probably be good enough to, you know, based on, you know, the images that, that are still extant on, on these, from these recordings, m- to allow us to comment on what's happening in Mashiach and, and what's going on, you know, in, in terms of, uh, who, the Sanhedrin Agodo and all the issues that will be happening in 2084. In other words, I'm trying to say is AI can basically hop and anticipate almost everything we would say or think about any subject based on based on the information we've already uh, contributed so, you know, we've held forth on many, many subjects. AI can figure out what we would say about subjects that haven't even happened yet. Uh, similar to the way, you know, I was thinking about it, similar to what they said about Ryazul that once he read like one page of a Sefer, he could, he could basically say exactly what that machabra would say on any other daf. And, and I think it was proven that he did that a number of times. So AI, of course, uh, you know, would, would be able to do that. And there are people already talking about in, in many scholarly articles of preserving, preserving leaders, preserving thinkers, preserving grandpa, you know, preserving Zeta and Saba in a way that the, the family could still connect. I was thinking maybe the Gedewa Yisro. We have enough from Chaim Kanyevsky based on all the people that have taken videos of him, uh, or any of the we throw. And you know AI I think will be able to bring these people back and 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 I think there's going to be a push to to do that. People are going to be not just you know Michael Broy and others have already written about AI and halacha, about you know AI on its own paskani Shai was based on information that 's given to it in terms of its ability to to sort of conceptualize and think about something new and i 'm not even going there right now i 'm just talking about what I think is going to be a reality maybe much sooner than 2084. What's your thoughts about this? Well, you know, uh, it, it's like a, a cloning human beings. It's something where uh, the,
1: it's going to happen, whether we like it or not. And you're right, it's probably going to happen in this respect too. I, I don't see how it can be anything more than just a, a toy, an interesting t- trick, just like you um, create movies about people. Your AI will be a more of a realistic movie, but Obviously, there's no human element to it, and there's certainly no Siatha which we believe a place can have in the issue of sucking. I, I'd be, I'd curious to see if they could take Rav Gusman's Shiorim, Kutchase Shiorim, feed him with our artificial intelligence, and then get a Bambashir from that, the same as, uh, Rav Gusman,
0: or the Rav, or somebody else like that. And it would be a beautiful safer. In other words, right? the AI would take the basic derich of Rav Gusman and Kutrasir Shiorim, and apply it to other masechtas in other areas. In other words, right. the same sort of style, the same sort of resource. And again, what AI would be able to pick up would be incredible. I, I definitely believe that families will do it. You can imagine, again, your grandkids want Saba. They want Zeta, right? And you can see how uh, the family could, you know, for a minimum fee, could take all the home movies, videos, podcasts and other things that Saba did give them back Saba <laughs> in a way that they could talk to Saba on the phone, tell Saba stuff. And and Saba would answer the same laugh and the same twinkle and the same way he did when he was in this earthly plane.
1: I said, there's no ethics involved. The question is whether this, as long as people don't, don't think that this is a real person, I think it's an ethical issue. As long as people don't use sakalocha, I think it's an ethical issue. Is it healthy psychologically? Probably very unhealthy psychologically.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I can see it being an extremely attractive option for people who who are in grief.
1: Right. So I can, as I said, I can't comment comment uh, comment from ethical perspective. I don't know if it's unethical. I think that it would not be a good thing for a person in grief because they wouldn't
0: get over it. Yeah. But again, you know, who, who says you need to?
1: Obviously, if a kushbaruk said the main so that so it means that it's supposed to be forgotten. It's supposed to be fully gone. No, but not supposed to live in that. And that's what probably for us to be Mavaka and a to be die.
0: You're not going to be Mavaka because, in a way, you, you you basically have you know a a version of the person who's gone that can talk to you. Listen, you know as well as I do, and maybe you don't hear your mother. But you, you don't think sometimes your mother's talking to you or telling you what to do? She wants. Yeah, you're so cold. I mean, that look, may be. Yes, you are. I'm saying, you know, we'll get Brucey here. We'll see what he says. But, uh, you know, but do you think he'll say the same thing? I would say, I'm, I'm not trying to call him to my brother. You can call me whatever you want. But my
1: brother is Yochan
0: Mayor. Okay. Okay. Let's. Okay, Robbie. Yochan If Mayor, if Yohan the Mayor would come, do you think he would say he never hears? Is, he I, I, I think you would also say the same thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He never hears your mother, really. But anyway, I think many of us, I tell you, I, I, I'm I, not saying that it's. Maybe you need
1: psychological that. help.
0: I need psychological help? Yes. No, no. I'm not talking about saying, oh, they're right here and I'm imagining. I, I, I can I can summon up what I believe they would want me to do. And therefore, I imagine them saying it. And I think that's, I don't think that's unhealthy. As long as you know it's imagination, but it's, in it's 3D, Artificial
1: intelligence is dangerous. I guess it would always be, especially to say a hologram.
0: I guess people always realize that it's made up. It's much more unerring than your own flawed memories because it's taking in everything. So if you could do triasa amesem, it could probably predict much better than you could what your parents would have said. I have no idea. I don't think so.
1: I think I think it, it, it may or may not because we know artificial intelligence is gullible. They the, you know,
0: remote That's place. why I said it's, I said it's, I said, this is the 2084 <laughs> that, like I said, which, which, you know, which at that time, I think will be Acher of Estrum, I believe, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll so. Right, right. I, I would say so. Anyway, so my friends, there's the Chuba that was. There is the Chuba that sort of is, <laughs> from Rav Dov Lior, and of course there is the, possible chuvas that that might be hopefully we could continue adding to the to the database that will allow the ai uh of the future uh, Boy, if to,
1: that, i would like to just see the ai
0: of risk with the rice that would be a very fascinating thing hopefully we'll make it to the masifta Rikia. And we can watch from the Masifta de Rekia if we do, if there is some way to watch, we can watch what the Tachtoinim are doing, uh, trying to, uh, trying to be (laughs) Madama Tsuruli So take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Be well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, shalom.